welcome, 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 podcast listeners. It is episode number 326 of the Fret Talk podcast. My gosh, it took my brain too long to figure out what that number said. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Like, it, it's not been a good week for my brain, I'll be honest. Like, I'm on about round four of illness now, so I, I do apologise if I'm gruff. It's I do apologise. problem if with working where you work. Uh, absolutely. In the uh, yeah. flu factory, <laughs> basically. Like, the only positive of being forced to work from home over the winter is I won't interact with anybody who has been near a child for the next four months. <laughs> and therefore, I'm likely not to get ill. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> Like they are incubated. They're like tiny little petri dishes. They just in, they incubate each other and then they fucking spread around and then they interact with people outside of the normal areas so it spreads everywhere. Yeah. And then parents bring it to work and yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's problematic having children basically is because they they go into their schools and, and like lick each other's faces and eat mud and shit. <laughs> And then, yeah. yeah, that that comes home, and you, I mean, you have to bring it home every day. <laughs> it's the law. Yeah, that's, that's what I was going to say. That's one of the things that the government has probably got right: is you must bring your child <laughs> home. You can't just leave it in a fucking abandoned school overnight. No, you can't. No. <laughs> yeah, are you ill? Are you staying there? Yeah, staying there. You, I'll feed you through the fence. You've caused caused this. <laughs> yeah, you you hold on to him for a while. Uh, no, apparently that that's wrong. So it's episode number three two six of the Fret Talk podcast. You are of course joined by Mister. Oh my gosh, it is Josh. Good evening, good morning, and good afternoon, ladies and gentleberries. I mean, that, that, that's pretty much all covered there, isn't it? That's the entire of the day. Although it is, <laughs> it's the morning. You're listening to it in the morning. This is a morning podcast. Definitely is. And you are of course joined by Mister. Matt Quine. Hi, Matt. Hi, Matt. Yeah. This week, of course, as well, sponsored by affordaboard.co.uk. I can add a, another another um, pedal manufacturer onto this one as well, because today... We can. Today, there was another one added. So Affordaboard bring you pedals from Demon FX, JSA FX, Muskie, Joyo, K-Line, and 4D pedals. Uh, amazing prices. Oh, is that the... the- the plastic, sorry, the 3D printed ones. I mean, they are. Yeah, yeah the ones that plastic, we yeah. demoed the entire... We in... Yeah, the star one and the... Yeah, they're all stars, but yeah, the different colour stars. Yeah, the black black fuzz star, the, black the, red, yeah, the blues red overdrive one. star and the red distortion star, yeah. Cool. Um, and if you're yes. in curious about how they are, son, you can check out all demos on Pedalboards of Doom on YouTube. <laughs> all right i just uh almost stood on that plug there that you just dropped <laughs> really fucking hurt, nothing, do that. nothing like a bit of gentle plugging <laughs> i mean this was a sponsor segment you know what i'm going to start back from the start so that he gets at least gets his money's worth here so he's sponsored by affordaboard.co.uk you bring you pedals from such such manufacturers as demon effects JS, jsa effects musky joyo Caroline and 4D effects at amazing prices. They're a UK company with all their stock ready to ship in fantastic recyclable packaging. Check them out at affordaboard.co.uk. Yeah. And as a as a little tie-in for them getting 4D pedals in stock tomorrow, 
will be <laughs> the 4D distortion on the No Talk or Tone series. I've done a little sneaky midweek just to tie in because, you know. So tomorrow for the listeners, not tomorrow for the recorders. No, tomorrow for the recorders <laughs> will be <laughs> the, the return of the No, uh, no Talk or Tone verses. Ooh. Indeed. Oh, yes, I have seen the thumbnail, actually. Indeed. Yeah, it, that's due to popular demand. There have been so many people. Since I dropped the um, the Jim's 800 video, people are just like, demo it against the joy, just constantly <laughs> texting me and like stopping me in the street. Just demo it against the joy. <laughs> <laughs> who, yeah, who are you? <laughs> it's, yeah, it's been constant and nonstop. So I thought, you know what, I will bow to peer pressure. I, I am nothing if not influenced by um, people. <laughs> I had a very weird interaction on the street once where I was recognised, and that was it. Was the most bizarre experience I've ever like had in my life because it was that it was kind of like an ego stroke, but at the same time, it was really odd because he was like, "Bear in mind, I was walking through Berlin Central Station in a Snow White outfit." And literally, he just stopped me and goes, I know you, like in a thick German accent, I know you, I follow you on Instagram, proceeds to pull out his phone, pulls up Instagram, shows me my <laughs> yeah. profile, gives me a handshake and a hug and walks off. And I'm like, yeah, but who are you? <laughs> <laughs> you might follow me on Instagram. Like, You're now following me in real life, you fucking weirdo. <laughs> Stay away. <laughs> it was so bizarre. <laughs> Yeah, how is the man dressed as Snow White, not the weirdo in that story? <laughs> we'll gloss over that. <laughs> I mean, no one said that there was only one weirdo. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's... Um, yeah, I've I've bowed to the peer pressure and I've done that. We'll talk a little bit about that later on because our, our tradition for the last couple of uh, podcasts, and I think we're going to continue the tradition is we start off with shit news of the week, don't we? Is it Gibson? But boy, do we have some... Uh, you know what? No, it's not Gibson this week. It's Boss. It's Boss. Boss of um, Boss have given us some shit news of the week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, They've released a pedal we all thought was already released. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, basically, yeah. It's, it's that one. No, it, it, it's, a, it's a very... It's very close. I think... Epiphone and Boss are, are kind of level pegging with this one. But, each other. but Boss Boss do pip them to the post this week. So Boss have released a 50th anniversary limited edition of three of their kind of best-selling pedals. I mean, if it was the best-selling pedals, it would be a, a metal zone, wouldn't it? Really? Yeah. I'd say it'd be a DS1. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Look, but, but there's three of them, isn't there? I don't. I, I would imagine the SD one would get dropped for a metal zone. Yeah, probably. Uh, yeah, like the Blues Driver definitely, definitely deserves that. So I think we've mentioned all three there. Haven't we? We've got so they've got the DS one, the SD one, and the Blues Driver. Um, these ones uh, come with a weird, <laughs> um, weird moniker. So it's DS one dash B fifty A, and then SD one. Slash, uh, dash B50A, BD2 slash B50A. Which... I was trying to work out what the B stood for, and then I realised that the company's called Boss. <laughs> yeah, the Boss, yeah, like Boss 50A. What the fuck? It's B52s or um, what? <laughs> yeah, is it some weird, like, 
uh, <laughs> like B Road in the UK, the B fifty A. Yeah, it directly it to Scunthorpe. It, it might be. It might be. Um, but what what do you get for these special edition boss pedals? I hear you ask. Well, I hear no one ask because no one gives a shit. <laughs> um, they're they're slightly shinier, so they've got like a like a kind of dull metallic finish to them because they're not like super shiny. But there's there's like a kind of if you think about the the MXR pedals that have got kind of like a very subtle flake to them, I think it's that kind of finish. It's hard to tell in photos because photos don't move when you turn them. Yeah, well, um, I mean the 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 device the photo is on does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the the light source of the picture doesn't, unfortunately. <laughs> um, they do have like a little fiftieth um, anniversary emblem printed on the side next to the jack, yeah. so that will get scratched off. Um, <laughs> and they're in a slightly shinier color. It's, I mean, it is what it is, isn't it? Look, the uh, the the DS one is. Not much more than a standard DS one, eighty eight pounds as opposed to <laughs> uh, let's seventy. Yeah, let's find out. Go on. DS one. I'm going to say DS nine is fifty nine pounds. There we go. Sixty six pounds is the original one. So you, an extra twenty quid, basically, for fancy paint and a slightly, uh, slightly more collectible version. Um, the SD one is exactly the same price, and then the Blues driver is slightly more because <laughs> they're better uh, at 123 pounds. So yeah, I mean, if you want to go for something that's slightly more collectible in a fancier box with a little emblem on it, fuck me. A, a, a normal new Blues driver is now 99 quid. Yeah, yeah. Fucking hell. Yeah, um, I really want a blues driver pedal. I'm not going to lie; I'm, I'm kind of gassing for one at the moment. Well, if you want to go for a very special one that's in a slightly shinier enclosure, this one is 123 quid. I mean, that, just for the the uniformity of that price, it's quite nice, isn't it? It it like soothes one's OCD. It's one, two, three, <laughs> but. Yeah, in terms of like news for the week, Boss basically released the the SD one, the DS one, and the BD two. Yeah, sure, <laughs> thank thanks, Boss. Thanks. Yeah, so there are only seven thousand units available worldwide. Sure, I seem to remember they released seven thousand units of three pedals about four or five years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, uh, traffic lights by any chance? Is it, does that they, ring a bell? They, I assume I assume they're not putting all of these into one cardboard box. No, they're not. No. <laughs> so the the DS one was um, released in nineteen seventy eight, which is earlier than I thought. The SD one is nineteen eighty one. The BD two, nineteen ninety five. So like, cool. so it's the forty fifth. 30-something and 28th anniversary of these pedals. Do you mean 7th year anniversary of the BD2, Matt? Because, because it's, like, since 1990, it can't be that. It can't be. Well, bear in mind I started primary school in 1995. <laughs> and 
Like judging by the output of this podcast for the last six years, we're still pretty much fucking there. Aren't we? Oh dear. <laughs> I probably I mean, know if, if, less. If we're going on mental age, I'm probably younger than that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, I made less of less dick jokes back then. I was more mature. Yeah, so sorry, boss. It. I mean, it's it's a milestone. Well done. Congratulations. Um, but yeah, these pedals have been out for quite a while. Right, gentlemen, how are we? How are we? I'm we all, all good. We all gravy. Who yeah, wants to to furnish us with your weekly goings on? I think Josh has got quite a lot, so he might as well go for first, considering mine's not too exciting. Yeah, let's split it into kind of two because you have got quite a, quite a bunch, haven't you, this week, Josh? Yeah, I have. Um, should we, I think we should start with a sponsored uh, video by Affordaboard. <laughs> um, I did. I well filmed a couple of videos um, on the um, some pedals from Affordaboard from Demon Effects, our lovely plagiarism friends over in China. Um, and <laughs> I had one featured on the Budget Pedal cha- channel as well, the B-E-O-D, Friedman, uh, yeah, shall we say, inspired drive. Yeah, yeah um, I mean, we can, and, we can compare notes, because I did it literally like two weeks ago, didn't I? And I also did um, the Precision Drive as well, Yeah, which... Um, I took a very different approach into filming. I'm not going to give too too much away, but I didn't use it as a traditional sort of drive pedal as it would be used. I actually used it almost as a like a shelving pedal to take away um, sort of like the really flobby low end away from a fuzz so it can cut through um, a mix a lot better if you're using those sorts of pedals so it's a bit more say of a uh, a different approach on it and i think it came out really good and obviously with the b pedal i just went for full gunning metal with it <laughs> yeah, as as standard so the, the precision drive i know that's like the horizon but i don't know a, a great deal about that so is it like you're using it to shelf some bass and is yeah, it kind so of you- like tube screamery yeah, it's very tube screamery, but it's quite, it's got you know your traditional sort of um, drive level and tone controls, mm. but then it's got two extra ones. You've got um, an attack one, and you've also got an in, um, a gate knob as well on okay, the pedal. Yeah. So you've got an inbuilt noise gate within the pedal, um, which is good. There's some problems with it, but it, it's good. Yeah, you know. Um, but I want to say, like, the, the approach I was using it was to take away a lot of the low end out of, uh, of fuzzies, which was actually, you know, I managed to do within, you know, like four or five minutes of, of tweaking away. I do give you some, you know, classic tube screamer style t- tones from it as well, if you want to use it that way. But it's definitely um, not a one trick pony. You can use it for all sorts of different. Um, What's the word I'm looking for? Applications. That's the one. That's the word I'm looking for. Wait, Applications. I can words. 
I mean, that's that's as, um, as much a surprise to you as it is to me. I'll be honest. <laughs> and um, I've I've not used a you know a proper precision drive, um, but I've heard a lot of people using them, and they sound very good. And this sounds just as good, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, like I knew it had a gate built into it, so I I assumed it was going to be like a heavy, like a heavier drive tone. But it it makes sense if if you're using it as like um as as like metal guitarists would sculpt in a an already driven tone, having it as a like with a gate built in makes it like the ultimate utility screamer, basically. Yeah, I think that's I think that's the. A good way to word it, it's very much like a tube screamer, but with kind of the addition of features that you would probably like to have in an, a tube screamer already, which is, you know, how Misha designed it to be anyway, yeah. you know, considering the sort of music that they play. Yeah, look, what the tube screamer would be if it were designed today. Yeah, yeah, exactly that. Because, like, the, the original tube screamer was designed to emulate uh, like a breaking up tube amp, weren't it? And I believe so, yes. Like metalheads have taken that and run with it and went, actually, no, we're not using it for that. We're using it as a, basically as an EQ tool, like a really uh, like specific EQ um, a- attached to like gain tones. Yeah. And um, but I was re- I was really um, happy with some of the tones that um, I got from it, and I was using my. Uh, well, I want to say my. I was using the the Chapman seven string for it as well that I had on loan. Indeed, indeed. Do we do we mention what's going on there, or do we do we save that? I think we bit? can save it for a bit later. Go on, go on. Right. We're we're talking about Epiphone now. Come on, <laughs> we'll we'll work our way up through the the importance of uh, importance of news. So Epiphone have released the the same guitar that they have <laughs> released before. <laughs> They've released the Jared <laughs> uh, Jared James Nichols Blues Power, but slightly different because it doesn't have the Blues Power little. Sticker, it's not like a sticker, but it's like a embroidered scratch plate thing. Like, sorry, engraved scratch plate. So it's slightly more palatable, <laughs> uh, but it's basically like a single pickup, uh, like a single P90, almost like a Les Paul Junior, but dressed up as a Les Paul standard. So it's got all of like the the trimmings. Like the uh, the binding that you'd expect on a Les Paul standard, yeah. But with the functionality of a junior, like wraparound tailpiece, single P ninety volume tone. Yep. So, like it's it it's looks really cool. nice. Yeah, I mean it's quite an interesting look, isn't it? Because it it's like meeting the meeting of the two worlds of of Gibson. And it it ends up looking really classy, but these these ones like when the original like the gold version or gold glory or whatever it's called, um, and they had a black version as well. When they were originally out, they were like six fifty ish, I think, something like that. Which 
look a little bit pricey for an Epiphone, but considering it's a, a a signature, like yeah, sure. The the new one they're bringing out in Pelham Blue, which is a, a finish that lots of people really like on Gibsons. So yeah, all good. Um, but they are basically Not now a grand. <laughs> they're basically it's not there's no basically about it it's 999 quid that's a grand yeah i mean it's not I, you, you you get some change but you don't get much there what are you buying for a quid these days fucking a fredo <laughs> yeah. yeah a fredo that used to be 10p you might get for <laughs> for a band you you can plug your board in for 15 seconds indeed best 15 seconds of guitar tone um so yeah it, i mean what, what do you what do you say about it? it i mean the latest version comes with a specially designed p90 pickup which is designed wow. with seymour duncan yeah well it's cheaper than the other epiphone that's coming out <laughs> yeah it is okay yeah but the other epiphone is Quite frankly, I think a piss take. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so I mean, it it makes a. I don't know. Does it make more sense? It doesn't really. No, it's it's a take on the the probably the most famous Gibson out there. I'd say yeah. probably the, one of the most famous guitars in the world. Yeah, it probably is the most famous guitar in the world, isn't it? It's the. I mean, everyone knows that we're talking about the greedy more Les Paul. Yeah, but like, there's been a million iterations of that. The half, yeah, yeah. Like the there's been a fair few Gibson custom shop versions. And yeah, yeah. This a, yeah, a leaked. I, I, I'm not sure if it's leaked. If Hammett used it on stage, is it? Um, <laughs> there was a picture that was leaked from the factory um, of the guitar, and then literally the same night, Kirk had used it on uh, on stage of Metallica. Uh, so whether it was like a very like well timed leak or it was yeah. very clever marketing, it's what way do you want to look at it? Yeah, it's a strategic leak, isn't it? If um, Kirk Hammett just so happens to have the model in his hands on that very same day, and mm. it's exactly they've got all the same um, relic work that you get, you know, um, with the. Um, like the the I think it's twenty grand I think the the Gibson model is Burst Book of Pros um, well not Burst Book of Pros they're the 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 what you call it phase invert uh, pickups yeah that you get in there as well um, and you actually get a Gibson headstock with the Epiphone logo on which is probably another reason why they've got such a high price on this at the moment i think yeah so we're talking 1200 for this one with all of those special bits yeah no uh, uh add another 600 onto that and you're right <laughs> yeah yeah it's exactly 1200 but then add 1800 quid for a chinese made guitar with epiphone written on the headstock if you'd have told me that 10 years ago i would have laughed in your face so hard i might have pissed myself <laughs> because I, like it, it just it makes absolutely no sense but like 
I so I played a CC one, a collector's choice one. In fact, sorry, I've played two collector's choice ones. I've played a unrelict and relict version, and I believe when they came out, they were in the region of nine grand for a custom yeah. shop, completely like completely recreated. One of it was recreated as it would have come out of the factory, and the other one was recreated with all of the breaks in the neck that it's had over the years and all of the little bits of... And they played really well. They're not the best playing of the custom shops that I've tried, but yeah. they're not bad. Like, I mean, they're Gibson custom shops. but <laughs> Not bad. Like, <laughs> I've also played the vintage one yeah. that was like... I, I think it's... It, well, it's certainly not on the vintage website anymore, so I assume they've stopped d- doing it. But... About four hundred quid I, worth of guitar. Yeah, I think I think that was four hundred and seventy nine quid. When the I, vintage when I one looks crap. This is this actually. It doesn't looks though. It part. looks exactly the same. <laughs> the, the headstock is slightly different because it's got a slightly different headstock. But I guarantee that vintage will play better than this Epiphone because I've never played an Epiphone that plays as well as a vintage guitar, and Ooh, that's scaling indictment we... on vintage. I didn't realise we were uh, back into doing the uh, the lukewarm hot takes this season. <laughs> it's, it's not even a lukewarm hot take. They're better guitars. Yeah, they, yeah, they just are. Every episode I've played is just covered in about 8 mil of fucking see-through plastic, just like a fucking 50 quid Squire. Yeah. Just, uh, yeah, they, you, you stick to them everywhere apart from the fretboard. It's just, yeah, I... I it's absolutely ridiculous that I mean the the price for the fucking single pickup, Gerard James Nichols at a grand is fucking ridiculous because you've got one pickup. It's a junior style guitar. The whole point of junior style guitars is it they are, they were literally made for students. <laughs> no student is spending a thousand pounds on a guitar, and certainly if they are going to spend a thousand pounds on a guitar, they don't want a single pickup fucking. Custom Epiphone, quote unquote, fucking, and then to to go for this greeny more Les Paul and try and charge two thousand pounds for an Epiphone is it? It's just fucking disgusting. And I want to buy it. <laughs> You're welcome to it. I mean, they are they are clearly <laughs> out of their mind, aren't they? It's, and no, the worst thing is they'll fucking sell. That's they, the worst. Yeah, thing. they probably will. Yeah, I mean the, the green like will definitely will. The Jared James Nichols might. No, that'll rip. be five hundred quid in <laughs> years' time. Yeah, yeah, along with these, uh, these like. Or they'll bundle um, it together with his fucking Black Star amp that never sold. I mean that the St James. No, he's got his own signature head, hasn't he? That was the St James, wasn't it? No. No, oh the- no! This this was like two years before the St James. Uh, okay, okay, yeah, but uh, yeah, cool. Uh, yeah, you, they'll they'll be bundled with the the sparkly bus pedals, won't they? Yeah, the JJN twenty R is the um, black star. Oh, there you go. Oh, is it in a slightly green finish? Yeah, oh, yeah, I remember it was in that. British racing green. Yeah, there we go. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but they they were very popular, weren't they? I, I yeah. know a couple of people who who know the um the the Epis. I know a couple of people who bought them. <laughs> uh, yeah. Mm. 
Yeah, they probably will. They probably will. We're just being old men again, aren't we? Uh, are we though? Because none of none of what we talked about so far is worth fucking the paper it's written on. Yeah, and it's written on the internet. And there is no paper. The internet paper. Yeah, I mean that's that's paper that you can reuse, and it's not even worth that, is it? <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! I just it's yeah. Sorry, I'll stop I don't know. Yeah, now. cleanse our ears, Josh. Tell us about <laughs> tell us about seven string guitars. So uh, I had finished kind of like my month or so with the the seven string that I had on loan with Chapman. Yeah, and it departed back for um, their offices yesterday. So it was a little bit of a sad day actually having to like package up a guitar and send it back because. Yeah. Most of the time, like the guitars that I've had, like, you know, I keep for a long time and you sell on for an upgrade or whatever. So it was my first kind of like, ah, it's going because I actually did start to really enjoy using it. Yeah. Um, it was been a very pleasant experience. The guitar was, for, you know, it had a, you know, it's pretty good bells and whistles for the budget, uh, for the price that they asked for for this model, which at the yeah. moment, I think it's like eight, seven, nine about or eight four nine it's about that sort of ballpark you know roasted maple stainless steel frets looming lathe side darts locking tuners seymour duncan pickups you know you know relatively good yeah the kind Um, of shit that you'd be asking for for about a grand yeah hint hint epiphone And, um, yeah, I was kind of a little bit sad to see it go because I, I yeah. really did start to enjoy using it and I was just re- really starting to get familiar with it to the point of where I was at least kind of able to do, you know, some good runs down the neck and feeling feeling very, like, you know, when you've had a, just a guitar for a good amount of time and you just become very at one with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and the learning curve to getting used to a seven string wasn't as steep as I had originally anticipated it to be, which I think is probably like a good plaudit to the guitar, I guess, as well. Especially, you know, for the first time I've ever having played one and getting used to one. And um, Yeah, because this was your whole however, idea behind I, I, this, wasn't it? The, uh, like getting the seven string is yeah. the fact that... You you wanted to try out a seven string, but you didn't want to start with something that was like a little bit shitty, and you didn't know whether it was like w- whether it was you not liking seven strings or whether it was the guitar not being a good version of a seven string. You yeah. wanted to give it like um, a fair crack, didn't you? Yeah, there's no point, you know, going to buy a guitar, having it for like fourteen days, and then kind of going, oh, I'm going to send it back because I can. I can just use the 14 day period you know I at least wanted to give it a proper bit of time try and use it for videos did some record you know did some recording learnt some songs that I've wanted to learn on the seven string for a long time and yeah. you know and seeing how I felt because you know the you know theoretically behind it you're only getting an extra five notes that's what you're realistically getting with a yeah, seven like string five semitones as well isn't it it's not not even like five yeah. whole tones yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah. um so you know there was you know that kind of aspect of it and i think realistically speaking i wouldn't go and spend that much on a seven string for what i would use it for yeah. it just wouldn't be 
cost effective. But I think what I, I would be quite happy to do is again kind of go for a a budget version of a seven strings. You know, I think we're talking kind of like Harley Benton style territory yeah and then just maybe using some of the pennies that you save on just a different pair of pickups to put in it to cater for like the lower tuning so you've got that output yeah um and i think if like after that i think i'd be you know pretty happy with with doing so which is where i think like the next part of the journey will take me because you know, eight hundred pound or shall we say, like mid mid price range, I think is a yeah. little bit too high for what I'd use it for. It makes me sad that that is the mid price range these days. When eight hundred quid used to be like just the bottom end of like higher higher yeah. end. No, yeah, it's like securely middle range, isn't it? Eight hundred quid. But yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. It's kind of mid. Mid tier, like spec wise, it's it's up there, but in terms of like price point, it's mid tier. Yeah, you can you can gloss it over whichever you want. You know, when you're talking eight hundred to say twelve hundred, that's definitely you know your mid price range now. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like you know, if I was in a band, you know, where I was, you know, say like a lot of this, you know, if I was in a corn tribute band or something, for example, where everything <laughs> is seven strings then yeah i think i would probably just spend that little bit more for the spec but you know when you realistically you're playing at home and you're you know you'll be picking it up maybe once or twice a week it, it, it's just it's not worth it for me yeah it, it's like the you, you've got to justify it versus the use haven't you and if it's if it's your like your main thing you'll go to then you can justify that that expenditure but to like to us, average guitarist, eight hundred quid is still a fair whack of money, and you don't Especially really at want the moment. Be... Absolutely, like bills is getting tight. It's pretty much fucking Christmas, so money's very tight. And you um, know, I've I've found out in like the last week or so that I've got to start like looking to save for a mortgage for some things that are going on. So like you know now, especially realistically as well, it's kind of like you know I definitely wouldn't even be able to afford to now. Yeah. So yeah, like that kind of lower lower price point is where you need to be aiming for it, considering it's going to yeah. be like the occasional occasional like couple of songs that you you do like maybe a little bit of inspiration for like an ep that you do or like a couple of demos on 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 the peabod stuff but not necessarily your straight up go-to yeah exactly exactly and um you know it's unusual for me to actually be kind of be level-headed in this situation but i feel like you know it, it's the right thing to do if ramstein bought out a new album though for example and a lot of it was based on the seven string then i'd be like yeah mm. fucking take my money <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and i'm not saying bimpson that they're the peak of metal before we get there <laughs> uh, yeah yeah we've already been, been accused of being old men and being yeah, the the Ramstein of the peak of metal. My gosh, like he had he had no reason for it, but Bimson chose violence on this day, didn't he? He woke up and he chose violence. <laughs> he did. He absolutely woke up and chose violence today. Oh, 
we love you, Boomson. <laughs> but uh, it came out of left field. I don't know where it came from. And, oh, yeah. But he was serving by... premium tea. But yeah, and by the end of it, he was like, shit, I agree with this. Am I old now? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, tis what tis, isn't it? Tis. But yeah, like, sad times that the seven string had to go back. But, like, the, the experience in the kind of holistic point of view is that it actually has sold you on the seven string experience, hasn't it? Yeah, it has. And um, when I was speaking to Dan, uh, when we were throwing a few emails back in the day, you know, he said that uh, there should be some pieces coming out relatively soon that, you know, he's happy to uh, send our way for some more demos, you know, which, which will be good. So nice. I'm interested to see what um, Chapman's uh, cooking up at the moment to try out. Speaking of shit that needs demoing soon, this is yeah. a segue right here, this is. Line six... Line 6 have just dropped a juicy, juicy 3.7 update literally about an hour before we started podcasting this evening. So that's a, that's a thing. Like last week we spoke about how they released uh, the Podgo update. It was like Podgo 2 point something. I can't remember. Like no one no one cares it was last week. Um but yeah, they've they've, <laughs> they've released uh, Helix three point seven, so the, it's clearly been like cooking in the background. It it was something that I weren't expecting as well, considering like they've released the the HX one very recently, and they did the the release for the, the podcast last week. I would have thought like their kind of research and development hours would have been at capacity, but no. Like, and and once again, like companies like Fender who have just released their their modeler this is the shit you need to be doing like surprising people left field just motherfuckers here's an update have at it well we'll have a look at some of the um some of the stuff that they've released in it because it's it's not a like big big meaty one it's not like uh 3.6 where it was like oh yeah the entire way that we do cabs has been reimagined and what used to take up like a quarter of your DSP to do it is now like an eighth. Because <laughs> that, that shit was wild. So uh, would you now they, be able they, to start doing stereo rigs with the HX Stomp? Uh, look, stereo is, is so much more simple with the HX Stomp now. Yeah, since the last update. Um, in fact, actually two updates ago, because the last one was the Grammatico update, I think. Like the Grammatico and the... Kingsley, I think, was it something like that? Elmsley or something like that? Basically, like a, a Vox esque one. Uh, this this one, loads of um, amps. Basically, there's shit loads of amps. So you got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and then there's bass amps, which I'm not sure we care too much about. Uh, but yeah, like a lot of them. So they're not they're not necessarily like based on specific amplifiers, but they are like line six amps. Um, but they they're aiming at certain things. So there's there's one like the the aristocrat is a rare unobtainable boutique mid gain black panel amp. 
Hmm, I wonder what, <laughs> what that could be. <laughs> yeah. And there's one that says, like, it's it's a plexi-style amp, but with, like, additions. There's one that's, like, got two preamp stages that run roughly the same way together. So it, it goes from very clean to really heavily distorted and is very touch-sensitive to your guitar controls. Then... They obviously heard us talking for the last kind of couple of months about the Line 6 Insane channel and said, hold my beer, because they've got one called The Oblivion. <laughs> oh, that's the best name I've ever heard. I mean, you would love this. It's basically, it's like a, a black amp with like red backed text saying Oblivion, but then all it's basically, it looks a bit like the throne from Game of Thrones, like, spikes and shit coming out of it so like it's very much up your street josh and like when we get together to the to like go through the fender toe master thing and whatnot i will bring the the hx stump and get you to try the oblivion because you're gonna love it because it's basically like insane modes Uh, i'm sold on the name yeah uh so like so we've got uh I'll go through the, the list of amps. So we've got the, the Line 6 Clarity, which is based on a solid state uh, solid state and tube amps. Uh, lots of clean headroom. So basically like super sparkly, pristine, clean channel. We've got the Aristocrat, which I mentioned earlier. The Carillion, which is a popular EL84-driven tube amp. Um, looks a little bit... So, like they've got the graphics for it. They're obviously not aiming it towards a specific certain amp, but looks maybe like Doctor Z ish amps. We've got uh, the Voltage, which is Plexi style. The Kinetic, which is the dual uh, preamp thing with the really touch sensitive. Then we've got the Oblivion. Then there's um, updates on. Um, models that were already in there. So we've got the Brit 2230, uh, sorry, 2203, which is based on the JCM 800 2203, which is already in the in the unit, but I'm assuming like, a, like an additional channel for that. And then we've got the Vitriol, but the, the PV Vitriol Clean, so the clean version of that. We've got a few base amps. We've got a... Uh, a dri- no one dri- cares about them. Yeah, so like a Fender... Uh, Fender Baseman Silver Panel. We've got a uh, Orange AD200 base amp. Then there were a bunch of cabs as well. So using the the new cab architecture, um, like a uh, 1x8 Tweed, a 112 Fullerton, a uh, Cali uh, 5, so like a, a Mesa, a one one sorry, a 212 stacked. Uh, cab, uh, four twelve high watt, some greenbacks, some baseman Cali cabs as well. Uh, there's a Nobles OD uh, pedal in there as well, base DI, and then there's a feedbacker as well. Um, so mm. similar to the uh, the EHX freeze pedal or or um, the freakout the, the Digitech Digitech. freakout. I mean, it's obviously it's not saying that it's based on any of those, but yeah, very similar. Uh, and then we've got 
um, a bunch of reverbs as well. So we've got um, the um, so these these are reverbs that are within the like the the new newer series. So you, there's there's still a bunch within the the legacy as well, uh, like dynamic bloom. So I'm assuming like a ducking reverb, ducking not autocorrect. Uh, <laughs> uh, we've got non linear, so a mono stereo, um, which allows you to change the way that the uh, like the shape of the decay of the the reverb as well. So okay. might, might be very similar to like some of those uh, like more boutique, but a lot of the new neighbor um, immerse yeah. reverberator, yeah. I think it is. Yeah. yeah, and then there's some bug fixes as well. But like, considering that this shit costs absolutely nothing to your average Helix user, like it's so fully featured, and I wax lyrical about Line Six and their support for just like the products that they release. <laughs> they just they cannot be beaten when when it comes to like their their aftermarket support for it. So. Just hats off, Line 6, you legends. Yep. Speaking of hats off to Line 6, I don't know, I don't know how this, <laughs> this segment is going to work, but we're in it fucking now, so let's do it. Uh, go on. Uh, I talked about the return of the No Talk or Tone Versus a little bit earlier, and that, that is due to the, the peer pressure of, of people just... Tinternet. Yeah. yeah, yeah, basically. Didn't your parents ever tell you about peer pressure? They did. They said, yeah, do whatever Bro. you can to be cool. Look, people's opinions is really important. That's what they said, I think. Bow down to it no matter what happens. That's yeah. what they told, I think. Yeah. Just be normal, I think, is what they said to me. Just, just stop being so fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, like, the Jim's 800 versus the... Joyo British sound. And I have put it in the most fair test that I could, which is running the the DI out, not the cab sim out of the Jim's 800 through the same IR that I'm running the the British sound through. I know that the British sound theoretically is cab emulated already, but it's it's not. It's not. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, I basically, I run it through the same signal chain in the uh, the HX stomp, like because I've got like a limiter on it and uh, a reverb built into that, as well as the IR. So it's all running through the same thing. So it should be the closest to a fair test. Yeah. And I've put I've put all of the controls basically at like twelve o'clock. The only thing that was different on the on the British sound was that I adjusted the voice control until it didn't sound like a nasal bag of dicks because <laughs> like it, it, it says theoretically that like if you turn it all the way to the right, it's supposed to be like more modern, quote unquote modern, like uh, JCM 800 sounding, but it, it doesn't. There's a sweet spot at about two thirds that you stick it at and then it's all good. Um, where you get like enough game, but not it doesn't become like flubby nonsense. So I set it there, but then everything else was kind of set at twelve o'clock. 
and then I go through all of the the game controls on it. It's really interesting. I the I mean I'm not going to give away my thoughts and opinions of it because as with all of these um, no talk or tone verses, I want people's opinions to be people's opinions and not mine <laughs> being uh, <laughs> kind of filtered down through it. So I'll I'll leave you all to listen to that. It's it's a really short demo, uh, but I run through the same riffs, and then there will be a poll out directly after the the video. So watch it and then put your thoughts and opinions in the poll because it's yeah it's basically that i also this week um i did something that i haven't done for the the no talk or tone series pretty much ever which is a really fucking expensive pedal (laughs) (laughs) you broke your what is it 100 pound for drives and 120 for anything else um well, I mean, there's there's no there's been no upper limit really set because I mean the 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 gym's eight hundred's about hundred and fifty quid, but I, I figured that's justifiable because it's like yeah. about well, four I mean, pedals in one. Yeah. So, but yeah, I, I think you, like smash that. Yeah, <laughs> in terms of like individual puzzles, I mean, I have done it in the past because like the original Chef Tone stuff was like. 150-ish and like some of the the Tate effect stuff is kind of peaking at the 200-ish yeah, range. You did some HSE stuff as well haven't you? Yeah. So I mean I have done it in the past but nothing... Health and safety evaluations. <laughs> yeah, I, I did do a health and safety evaluation <laughs> and He has to I, for every video otherwise you're not insured. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely has this, has this guitar pedal been pat tested? <laughs> oh don't get me fucking started on that, Jesus. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. because we're going to the UK, we're like the venue for the wedding that we're playing in the UK is just message just going. Have you got your pat test certificate? And we're like, what the fuck are you talking about? Didn't know that was a thing in the UK. I've never fucking I've never yeah. had anything pat tested. Oh, in fact, over here that law wouldn't even apply to electric those kind of electrical devices. The only thing pat testing for, is for over here is company equipment that you are going to use and stopping you from ele- getting electricity electrocuted by company equipment. So we wouldn't be able to get our gear pat tested over here. So we're going to have to bring it over in a van 2 days before the fucking wedding, get it pat tested and then go to the venue. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I- hope that it passes. <laughs> Well, well, if, if it doesn't do. pass, we'll replace something else. But I mean, like bearing in mind that usually when I play a venue, I'm more worried about the venue damaging my equipment than I am my equipment damaging me. I think we're all right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, the fact that you they they're like they are all reputable brands that you've bought these bits of equipment from. They they yeah. would not be doing their due diligence if they did not ensure that they were safe. <laughs> Because, like, yeah. you, you'd be damn sure that they'd be getting a, a hefty fucking lawsuit <laughs> if one of your, like, amps <laughs> happened to, yeah like, cause cardiac arrest or some shit. <laughs> Although I have been told that there are bands in the UK that may or may not buy their labels from uh, companies that sell lots of products online and then may or may not sign those things themselves and stick them on their own equipment. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there might be a, an eBay seller that just sells the Pat Test stickers. <laughs> so, That's what I mean. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty, the pedal. 
Indeed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sorry, yeah. I mean, they'd, they'd start asking questions. If Why is your guitar got a pat test in it? That's not, like, it's not powered, is it? Uh, uh, yeah, I've... Uh, yeah, it's got to see, see this extra thing here. It's yeah, that's for that's for the electricity cable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, hmm, suspicion. But yeah, so I uh, I demoed the Reeves Darlington flyer this week, and that, this is thank you to um, to James at Affordable Board because he was very curious about the Reeves stuff and he, he went and bought one and then immediately as soon as he bought it went do you want to try it? <laughs> of course I fucking do. Of course I do. Stupid question. Stupid question. I've bought this really expensive pedal. Would you like to hear how it sounds through your own rig? Uh... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's a bear shit in the woods. <laughs> That's it. So so I said yes and I, I've unfortunately I've held on to it for much longer than I should have because um as like, pretty much all of you know by now, I am pretty fucking flaky when it comes to <laughs> keeping to time schedules. It's not because I'm lazy or some shit. It's because I've got so much stuff to do. Um, I like to keep myself busy. But yeah, I've... Bang in mind, you've also got to do demos on the pedals I sold you last year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I do, yeah. I've, I've got a backlog. I should keep uh, like a spreadsheet of of what I've got when it came in and when I should demo it by. Do you remember about eighteen months ago when you did a pedal for either the second or third time on your No Talk All Time? I did. <laughs> yeah, I did the the No Talk All Time verses. I did exactly the same verses because I'd forgotten about it. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. I remember that. And then I, I asked on. Um, like in my community tab on on YouTube, if people wanted to see me do demos of the same stuff, but in the new style of no talk or tone, like with better better audio and the same guitar, rather than just using whatever I picked up that week. Yeah, and um, people were like, yeah, yeah, like go and do, like redo your old stuff. I'm like, oh fuck, that's more, it's more things. <laughs> You're gonna have to move to at least two episodes a week consistently. Yeah, the problem with that is I'm also doing like. Like long form stuff P-Bot. occasionally and Peabot and yeah. editing and a podcast. <laughs> yeah. There's only so much me to go around, unfortunately. Yeah, just quit your day job. <laughs> oh, gladly. Yeah. <laughs> Happily. Apart from the fact that you'd be completely flat broke immediately. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Look, almost instantly regret that decision. <laughs> You've got the bailiffs knocking on the door as you're handing your notice in, going, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> Yeah, I keep telling the women at work, like, because we, we put in for like a, a lottery um, syndicate. Yeah. And go, look, if we win anything over a tenner, I'm quitting. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, that, that day has not come yet. Uh, but yeah, I, try, I tried the Reeve, uh, Reeves Darlington Flyer, and it's got a lot of good feedback on my channel. Like, I, I was quite. Is it really uh, like musical and picks up all the overtones and? Yeah, it's ma- yeah magical overtone goodness. I don't know. Look, good, oh, good feedback. No, I mean the feedback is. is it yeah. <laughs> I get, I get, yeah, I get it. Good one. Um, yeah, so I, I tried to keep quite neutral about it to to gauge to let let the audience gauge what they thought about it, rather than again me imprinting on it. 
because like some pedals I will clearly gush over like my review of the mojo mojo is clearly me just sucking on the mojo's dick <laughs> for a good like five minutes of <laughs> yes but anybody who's ever seen you anywhere outside of that video already knew your opinion on the mojo mojo <laughs> yeah yeah it was basically a love letter to the, the mojo mojo but like I, I do that to other pedals as well like there's a bunch of them uh the joyo sweet baby overdrive is another one of those that i know I know that I definitely wasn't objective about that. I was just going, this is the fucking, this is the tits. Because um, <laughs> it was, it's a pedal that I really enjoyed. This one, I, I tried to be a lot more um, neutral about. And I've got loads of people in the comments going, that's a really musical sounding first. That is, well, that's a very good sound, very good sound. It's expensive, but I kind of get it. So it was a really interesting kind of experiment. Um, one which I would be happy to repeat again, but again, I'm not going to be paying 300-odd quid for a first pedal just for the thought experiment. So as and when I get the opportunity to try some some pricey boys, I might put them on the, the um, No Talk or Tone series. Yeah. But yeah, it's a cool one. And if you really, really do like the sound of the Darlington Flyer and maybe want to purchase it, I have it on good authority that um, Mr. Refordaboard himself may be convinced to sell his one because it will be going back to him at some point this week when I package it up and send it back. So if you if you liked the sound of it and really want to buy it and don't want to have to wait for the waiting list that you have to wait with uh, Reeve stuff, have a chat with Affordaboard and see if you can convince him. And if you're very nice, Mr. Budget Pedal, pedal Chap will sign it for you. Uh, oh, we're not going to devalue it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I'll throw in some swag. If, you do, if, you, if you're chatting with uh, Mr. Affordaboard, I can throw in some like Budget Pedal Chap swag. I'm, I'm okay with that. All right, we've got some more news, haven't we? What we're going to go for Mm, I think we need to talk about boss again, don't we? Don't want to. <laughs> you could say that they're bossing it this week. <laughs> well, hey, well, hey. I could As say in rehashing old shit and doing nothing <laughs> for bringing on the music business. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is uh, so. Look, in their defence, this is something that people thought would have been out a year ago, and they just. Didn't. I didn't know it wasn't already a thing. <laughs> I'll be honest. I was. I'm in that same boat. I thought they released it, but they. Yeah. So they. They did, like the MD two hundred. Uh, sorry, MD five hundred. They did the RV five hundred and the DD five hundred. Yeah. And then they started doing smaller versions. So the like they did the MD two hundred, the DD two hundred, the SY two hundred, and then they did the OD two hundred and the SY two. How have they made a fucking synth pedal before they've made a reverb pedal <laughs> in this series? What? Who it's made that shoot decision? I mean, it is running. Yeah, fucking insane. It's that like, then that fucking SY two hundred probably two years ago. Yeah. So I mean, it 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 is. It's something that they. Probably should have done a while ago, but they they haven't. Um, 
it's it's got a bunch of reverbs on it. It's got twelve reverbs apparently. Um, yeah, I mean it looks it looks pretty pretty decent. It's stereo in, stereo out as well. Like, like stereo input, stereo outputs. So it's got uh, expression in. Does it use? Does it use USB C? Has it? <laughs> that's the question, isn't it? <laughs> I can't see anywhere on it that it says it even has USB on it. Which I don't believe it does when I was looking at it. Okay, cool. So how do you update it? I don't maybe... think they ever update these pedals, do they? Yeah, maybe you don't. So yeah, it's got... Uh, so the, the um, effect types, let's start at the normal ones and keep going. So we've got room, hall, plate, spring, shimmer, arp, verb... Uh, ARP verb. I think that might be a, a slightly new thing, including the new ARP verb algorithm. Yeah, there you go. It doesn't tell me what that means, but yeah, arpeggiated reverb. Uh, of course, yeah. I mean that. No, it's it's mini USB. Oh, is it? Oh, <laughs> don't know what that noise was, but it, yeah, <laughs> the the exact noise that. How you did you? Make. How did you know my sex noise? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I pay attention, Josh. I'm a sensitive and caring lover. <laughs> right, so ARP verb, slow verb, modulate, delay, lo-fi, gate, and reverse. So it's got at least four modes that I would use. And then Room, it's like, modulate. I, no, I wouldn't even use modulate. Room, hall, plate, and spring. There we go. <laughs> I'd like the lo-fi. I think like I'd be using like the lo-fi, the shimmer. I'd be using that sort of stuff. Yeah, I mean, I, we I, could I... literally split this in half. I'll have RV100, which is room, hall, plate, ver, uh, spring, shimmer, maybe. And you can literally have the rest of them. <laughs> and then we're all good. <laughs> This is going to be like a really weird divorce agreement where I can have the pedal on Sundays and take it to the park. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah we, we, we share custody of ARP verb. But secretly, ARP verb prefers, prefers you because you take him to McDonald's on the weekend. <laughs> I was about to say that, actually. <laughs> I, I buy a happy meal on a Sunday. <laughs> uh, back in my old flat, there was like we lived about three roads away from McDonald's and you could tell like on Friday afternoons we me and my missus used to call it Bad Dad Fridays <laughs> because there'd be a queue like going into this McDonald's and it, you could blatantly tell it was like the absentee fathers <laughs> taking the kids to McDonald's on the weekend all of them in their BMWs and ID <laughs> yeah it's just terrible it's cute. Here you go, kids. It, it might taste like a happy, happy meal. It's, it's actually your father's love. <laughs> but only on the weekends. Only on the weekends. Um, yeah. And that's every other weekend as well. Yeah. Not, not, not consecutives. Ugh, don't love you that much. So 30... <laughs> sorry, boss. 32-bit uh, <laughs> uh, audio to digital converters. 32-bit uh, fl- floating point processor i mean that that doesn't sound that words i mean it, 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 i'm thinking of a poo that you can't flush here uh, you have yeah. to get the knife out yeah <laughs> stab it knife. with the brush um a 96 kilohertz sample rate i assume that's good um yeah there's, a, there's it's got a lot of controls it's 
like it's a boss reverb. They're they're very good, aren't they? They're usually very good. Yeah, and and that's a, like that's the thing. Like this will be a, a, probably a good version of if you don't want the RV five hundred and you want something a bit smaller. Yeah, but where's it been for the last four years? <laughs> Much like the floating, what was it? The floating. Thirty-two bit floating process. Yeah, yeah. Thirty-two bit floating point processing. Yeah, it's just been stuck in the pan. Everything I've heard about flushing. Everything I've heard about people wanting boss pedals is like, oh, I mean, I love my reverb, but it just hasn't got a thirty-two bit floating processor. I can't have it. (laughs) I mean, that's it's one of the criticisms that you hear every day, isn't it? Of yeah, yeah. I mean. Jimi Hendrix tried as he might in his Woodstock uh, performance. He was like this: this spring reverb built into the tank. It's it's good. Don't get me wrong; it's good. It's like it's a decent sound. But what would make it better is this thirty-two bit <laughs> floating point processing. <laughs> like try as they might, they 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 yeah, tried they to didn't enjoy have the technology back then. No, they tried to enjoy the performance, but it was in the back of everyone's minds, weren't it? It was. Everybody yeah. there listening was just like, oh, it's just not quite there. Yeah, it's it's a couple of bits short of 32-bit floating pro- processes. <laughs> no, it's, it's going to be fantastic. Like, it's a boss reverb. They like they are a benchmark, aren't they? Yeah. And reverb. But like, like you said, like the, the 500 series got people moving away from the timelines and the big skies and the the strime and stuff so this will be the same algorithms just less of them in the small units so yeah it'll, it'll sound great it's just four years it's a win-win late. yeah and but like it is it might be four years too late but it, it's addressing yeah, it'll still be good yeah it's addressing like the points that the like space if you haven't got enough space for the 500 you'll go yeah. and buy and the that, 200 I must admit, a lot of people do give Boss kind of a bit of hate for kind of being this, like, you know, this faceless corporation or whatever. But, like, I think they're one of the only brands I I can really think of where beginner guitarists will always start out with Boss pedals and then you kind of have that intermediate phase and then, like, like kind of seasoned, sessioned, higher-end guitar players go back to using boss and like they just seem to be the pedal for, for like every sort of uh, category but they do kind of actually listen to their their fans a lot of the times you know like so many people were calling out for the like the heavy metal two wazza and then they you know they bought it out and you know you oh, have to give them absolutely. credit for that so like the reason i have so much vitriol for boss is because when i first started playing guitar like you say, as a beginner, I was like, I'll go and buy a pedal. I'll buy a Boss. I've heard of Boss. And fortunately, in 2006, 2007, the, the, the Boss pedal that everybody was pushing at the time was the Boss DS2 Turbo Distortion, which sounds about as good as someone gagging on a penis. <laughs> I mean, that can, that, can be a, that can be a glorious sound. <laughs> Yeah, it can be a glorious sound, but most of the time when you hear it, it's a little bit awkward. (laughs) Sorry, sis. It depends if it's your dad doing it or not. I mean, we both went there, we both went there, but we we went in very different directions, didn't we? Jesus Christ. (laughs) But yeah, 
Look, yeah, it, it, it has its place in that one song by John Frusciante, but other than that, probably didn't need to exist as a pedal. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the, yeah, the DS2 is... It's just not great, is it? And the version of the DS1 in the DS2 is crap as well. It's worse than the DS1. Yeah, yeah, it's it's one less than the DS1, isn't it? It's just... Yeah. DS, yeah. This, this shit. Dick sucking. <laughs> I mean, again, like, quite quite a nice thing. It's, it's quite nice. I remember it fondly This has from been my a 20s. very weird podcast this week. <laughs> um, yeah, it has been. And I think it's probably where we need to end it. Although, we have got the news of the JHS knock-on. I say we're gonna we're gonna page it. We're gonna page it. Go cool. because some of us have strong opinions on this one. <laughs> I think <laughs> it might be nice to stretch those opinions out a little bit. <laughs> um, yeah. So that that will be us for this week. We're gonna extend a thank you. That was that was quite dramatic. That was thank I'm you. Spider Man in now are we? <laughs> That's another <laughs> thing that is. <laughs> uh, we're going to extend a thank you to our listeners. You have made it this far. You are legends. Well done. High five. Um, we're going to extend a super special thank you to our sponsor, MrAffordable.co.uk, for all of your budget pedal needs. Definitely check out the uh, check out the four D thing, four uh, D pedals. They're not all that expensive. They're like thirty five, forty ish quid. They're quite a new company, so just like. And maybe like just take a punt on on one or two of them, to see what you think. They're, they're better than the Tone City pedals. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're they're really simple because they're they're basically one control, which is like a volume control on them. But I think they're they're voiced quite well. Like it's like the distortion is quite a quite a nice neutral sounding distortion. Really good at like enhancing and a driven tone. The fuzz that you you uh, use, Josh, when crazy, like you, when you moved the volume up, it went to like different kind of textures as well, which is really cool. Yeah, um, um, Ed was really happy with that because he said that he, uh, out of any like people that have done demos on them, they couldn't get it to kind of glitch the way I did, and I, I was quite proud of that fact. Yeah. So yeah, I mean. Check out our demos on them because, like, we always like the views. Um, but yeah, like, may- maybe, like, just give one of those a try, see, w- see what happens because they're cool and they're like, they shape like stars. When do you get that? Um, so yeah, thank- thanks to uh, thanks to affordable.co.uk, uh, cool, like, cool company. Uh, thank you to our Patreon backers for as little as two dollars a month. You can be part of that exclusive crew, patreon.com slash fredtalk, of course. And they are as follows. Here are the cool kids. Get ready. We've got Mr. Adam Yeomans of Chev Tone Effects. We've got Mr. Andrew Bimson of The Rising of the Lights. We have got the three chunky, hefty, chubby boys. We've got <laughs> Mr. Hugh G. Reaction. We've got Mike Oxlonk and Gary Goldencock. Whee. What about the three of them? They are they are the trifecta of a rector. Uh, and we've got Mr. Ben Fletcher of Fletcher Pickups. We've got Mr. Brian Goer of like three different podcasts. Uh, congratulations on like the 
passing the 300th episode, by the way, boys, for the Tone Jerks. Well done. There we go. Uh, so you've got the, the Tone Jerks podcast, the Second Butter podcast, and the Off the Rails podcast. We've got Mr. Diabetes Foot, and we've got Mr. Jason Wharton of Pedalboards of Doom fame and his own YouTube thing, Jason Wharton. Yeah, check him out. I think last video he released was about the Mariposa, which it was. Yeah, expensive boy. Um, yeah. So, um, if you want to catch me online, that's me, Mr. Budget Pedal Chap. You go Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Threads slash Budget Pedal Chap. YouTube, of course, is the home to the No Talk or Tone series, which. At this point, I've edited three No Talk or Tones this week, so I don't even know what's coming out. So <laughs> just go go watch it and find out, I guess. I think the the most recent one to this will be the 4D distortion, which is it's just cool. Um, Matt, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on X slash Twitter, whatever that's called, uh, Instagram, <laughs> threads, at heel underscore Matt Q. Cool, cool, or cool. In the in the Facebook group, you can tell me how much of a boomer I am about um, down, metal download festival <laughs> headliners, and then realise that you're also a boomer. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You can, Mister Bimson. A a. Um, yeah, look, we can go on the attack as well. I mean, we can do, but we're we're far too chill for that. Josh, where can we find you? You can find me on Instagram at the Corona Mortis and both sides suffer. You can find us also on threads at the same username, handles, things. And you can find me on YouTube at Josh Castle TCM. Yeah, we can. So from myself, from Mr. Oh my gosh, it's Josh. And from Mr. Mac Wine. Say bye, Matt. Bye, Matt. It will be a tatty bye and good night for this week. Bye. 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 I I can't tell whether my new car suspension is amazing or I'm a sociopath. Either way, when I ran over that pedestrian, I didn't feel a thing. <laughs> <laughs>